Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy. For today, my name is Heather. I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans, a biblical point of view one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to uh, this evening's podcast. Uh, it's a little late getting this put up tonight. And I'm only going to talk about a couple things this evening. We have a, a tornado watch, tornado warning, severe thunderstorm, flooding. We literally have fish swimming down Georgia Street. So <laughs> one of our major city uh, streets here, we have fish swimming down it. So as you can imagine, we have had tremendous amounts of rain. And boy, I tell you, we prayed for rain. And uh, boy, have we got rain we may need to pray for uh, to lighten up a little bit, but we do give um, thanks to the Lord for rain. Um, but now uh, we're moving into where we're damaging crops and some of the crops have actually been washed away. And uh, so, you know, lots of rain has um, a lot of uh, detrimental effects too, as well as um, good effects. So uh, Meredith Lake is filling up. The Canadian River here is flowing uh, so rapidly they had to shut down and ask people not to um, go anywhere near that um, we have Tierra Grande which is uh, another um, creek that goes through Canyon and of course is dammed up top and Buffalo Lake normally doesn't have a whole lot of rain and Buffalo Lake is full they have undammed some of that water to release some of it in increments and so as it goes through uh, the city of Canyon, there is a water ban. Please do not touch the water. They say don't even get near it. It's not only non-potable, but it can be dangerous. Um, it can harbor bacteria and other things because it is runoff from a live from livestock. So we've had many, many heads of cattle die during this uh, flooding event that we've had here in the Texas Panhandle. So if you would please uh, keep those farmers and all of us in your prayers. Um, it is raining again tonight. We've had several funnel clouds touch down um, a couple miles from my house. And so um, it's a little uh, little crazy. And I didn't even know that we had funnel clouds touching down. I'm in here researching um, for the podcast this evening. I'm looking for articles to read. And I get a text message from a neighbor across the street. And she's like, are you watching the weather? And uh, that's another text message. And I'm like, uh, should I be? <laughs> So I turned on to uh, Facebook and, um, oh, urgent large health threat imminent. Okay. Oh, there you go. Um, so anyway, I turned on the life book, or I'm sorry, Facebook, and we have Doppler Dave who was out and actually in his vehicle, him and his wife, and they were storm chasing. And so quite an eventful evening um, here for us tonight. But two articles I want to talk to you guys about, uh, very important, one is the Los Angeles Dodgers. I guess they're going to go the way of Target and um, Bud Light. Um, of course, who's a Dodgers fan, right? Eh, I'm sorry if I offend you guys out there. <laughs> I'm a Boston fan. Boston. I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. But now, not only am I a Boston fan, but I'm a Rangers fan too. A Texas Rangers fan. Which, you know, we in Texas, we all kind of love the Rangers anyway because, you know, it's Texas, right? But I'm really a Rangers fan after I'm going to read to you guys tonight. So top major league baseball team refuses to host LGBTQ Pride Night. <laughs> and I think a lot of you guys, if you were before Ranger fans, I think you will be tonight. After I talk about this article by Jim Hoft. And uh, even if you're not a baseball fan, maybe you should go out and just, you know, buy some Texas Ranger stuff just to say, hey, we support you guys. So. 
One other one here is Oklahoma mother files a lawsuit against school district after daughter is severely beaten by transgender student in the girl's bathroom. That is another article by Jim Hoff. I don't know what happened to Oklahoma, but hey, uh, we always say, well, we won't say what we say in Texas. <laughs> this is family friendly, but you can only say we think about Oklahoma. Mm, they kind of go along the way of vacuum cleaner. You know, just saying. Anyway, one from leoholman.com, H-O-H-M-A-N-N-A.com. You know him, you love him. He's my favorite, Leo. Globalists revving up plans to engineer global famine and starvation. Thirteen nations agree to convert over to less productive, quote, green and quote, farming methods. Yes, folks. So we got a few things to talk about tonight. So where do we want to start? Let's start with Major League. Let's do it. Jim Hoff, this is the GatewayPundit.com, posted today, June the 3rd. The Los Angeles Dodgers invited members of the anti-Catholic and satanic Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to their stadium for Pride Month. June is Pride Month and even Major League Baseball is celebrating. Every team playing their Pride Night celebrations at their ballpark, except one. The Texas Rangers have no Pride celebrations listed on their calendar. Nothing. But you do, I will throw this up there, you do know what the Rangers did celebrate? Patriot Night. <laughs> so here's at Amuse on a Twitter. It says, not proud of the Texas Rangers have not hosted a single drag queen or award ceremony. They haven't celebrated a single transgender activist. Why won't the at Rangers bend the knee and begin hosting Pride events like the rest of the MLB? Because... <laughs> we will not. <laughs> they will not. Apparently, they had a pride celebration last year, just not this year. So, FYI, only MLB teams still not having pride night Texas Rangers. Although they did have a pride night last year, a Charlie pride night. Oh, Texas, your people have my heart. Yes, folks. We did have a pride night last year here at the Texas Rangers, but it was Charlie Pride. <laughs> If you guys don't know Charlie Pride, who's a wonderful singer. Anyway, so June is the Pride Month for the LGBTQ plus uh, community. As a result, many major league baseball teams across the country are planning to host Pride Night celebrations at their ballparks or similar promotions that celebrate the Alphabet Soup Plus community. I threw that when they're for free, folks. But one team has made it clear that they will not hold such a celebration the Texas Rangers. While every other team across Major League Baseball has held a Pride Night or similar promotional event, the Dallas Morning News reports that Texas Rangers have not hosted a promotion to welcome and celebrate the alphabet soup in over two decades. Two decades. Back in 2003, the team did invite several alphabet soup groups to the ballpark, according to the advocate, but it was not officially marketed as any specific promotion and was met with anti-gay protests. The team has not hosted a similar event since. Despite a push for the alphabet soup plus leaders in the Dallas community, the Rangers have thus far refused to host a promotional game for the alphabet soup plus community and do not have one planned for this season. And it does not sound like they plan to to host a Pride Night or a similar event in the future. Quote, with respect to Pride Night, we reached out to the Resource Center and said what we can do internally, Ranger COO Neil Lieben told Dallas Morning News back in August of 2020. Quote, we immediately adopted some changes they suggested to be more inclusive in hiring practices. I think that's more meaningful than just saying, okay, we had a Pride Night. And just like that, I'm a Texas Rangers fan when MLB refuses to host the Alphabet Suit Pride Night. Yes, guys, I'm telling you, sometimes you got to stand your ground. 
And I'm glad they stood their ground because it comes to stuff like this. The Oklahoma mother files a lawsuit against the school district after her daughter was severely beaten by a transgender student in a girl's bathroom by Jim Hoff. That was also posted today, June the 3rd at the gatewaypundit.com. So uh, it goes on to say the incident, which took place at Edmond Memorial High School on October the 26, 2022, allegedly involved a 15-year-old girl referred to as, quote, E.G., uh, being severely beaten by a 17-year-old transgender student, a man, a 17-year-old boy in the state of Texas. You're considered an adult at 17. Throwing that out there. It's another thing for free. Mm. Mm. Got grass and coffee, you folks. So, the lawsuit filed last Thursday by Teresa Gooden claims that the accused attacker, a signed male at birth, used the girls' restroom in violation of a state law signed in May 2022. The law stipulates that public school students must use restrooms corresponding to the sex stated on their birth certificate. Students who identified as transgender bus but choose not to comply with the policy or required by a law signed by Governor Kevin Stitt to use a single occupancy restroom or changing room. According to the legal document obtained by the New York Post, the incident left the young girl with severe physical and mental injuries, severe physical and mental pain and suffering, and severe emotional distress. According to the lawsuit, the alleged attacker was removed from the school by police on October the 21st after making threats toward E.G. Gooden's lawsuit argues that the school district failed to enforce the state law, exposing her daughter to the risk of harm by allowing a transgender student to use the girl's bathroom. Gooden is suing the district for more than $75,000 in damages in reimbursement of her legal fees. The Daily Mail reported the suit also states that the transgender student confided in her daughter that he was in fact a male student that identified as a female. E.G. claims that she informed the assistant principal, Marjell Cochran, of the conversation, but court documents claim nothing was done. The lawsuit states that the district was aware that the student was transgender at the time of the attack in October, but had done nothing about it. The school claims they were not aware as the people had only enrolled at the school a few days prior to the incident. In a statement, the school previously said that the pupil was enrolled as a female as parents are not required to present birth certificates when starting. Of course, you can read a little bit more uh, there at the Gateway Pundit if you want to follow that link. Uh, that will tell you all you really need to know. Uh, depravity depravity so what are we going to now when you know him you love him it's leo holman globalist rubbing up plans to engineer global famine and starvation yes guys 13 nations agreed to convert over to less productive quote green farming methods doesn't that sound great you guys yeah i know one nation that wouldn't say that Mm-mm-mm. so the global climate cult is getting ready to kick its war on food into overdrive with 13 nations, many of them major cattle and food-producing states led by the United States, Argentina, Brazil, Chile, and Spain, signing on to a commitment to place farmers under new restrictions intended to reduce emissions of methane gas. Oh, for the love of cows. Really, folks? Mer. Yeah, mm-hmm, so much methane gas. Oh my gosh, it's destroying the ozone. We're going to get cold, then we're going to get warm. We're going to get cold, then we're going to get warm. Then we're going to get warm, then we're going to get cold. Oh, it's been happening for, I don't know, ever since the earth was created by God. Um, but hey, you know, anything for fear tactics? Because you know what this is going to do. They're going to put us under restrictions. They're going to do all this stuff, all these fines, blah, 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 blah. And what are you going to do? Less cattle, less beef, less food in the world while we're already facing famines shortages and uh, as they call it supply chain issues oh 
there are new famous words all these words that we never and phrases that were never around until COVID-19 and they invented all of this stuff so remember they planned it so that they could have the answer remember uh, hmm, what does the Bible say mm-hmm there'll be a man with all the answers that'll flock to him and oh he's got all the answers because they invented the problem yeah, anyway so the global methane hub announced in a may 17th press release that agriculture and environmental ministers and ambassadors from 13 countries including the united states have signed a commitment that pledges to reduce methane emissions in agriculture. The U.S. was represented by Biden's climate czar. Yes, folks, John Kerry <laughs> uses how many millions and gallons of fuel do they use flying all over the world? You know, does it apply to those people? <laughs> Only the peasants, you know, us folks. Yeah. Anyway, so according to the press release issued by these nations and posted at the global meth yes folks there's a thing called the global methane hub <laughs> mm. i never actually thought those words would ever come out of my mouth global methane hub anyway and i quote last month in april 2023 the global methane hub collaborated with the ministries of agriculture of chile and spain to convene the first ever global ministerial on agricultural practices to reduce methane in emissions the ministerial uh, brought together high-ranking government members to share global perspectives on methane reduction in low emission food systems listen to these words folks the gathering led to a statement in which the nations committed to support efforts to improve the quality and quantity of and access to finance for climate change adaptation and mitigation measures in the agricultural and food sectors and to collaborate on efforts aimed at lowering methane emissions in agriculture and food systems and i unquote that folks this is ridiculous above all ridiculousness but does anything make sense to you guys i'll call evil good and good and evil jesus said these things would happen the love of many would grow worse and they would wax cold and all these things would happen we look around the world today and i'm thinking whoa really cows are farting too much we've, we've got to do something who in their right minds nobody in their right mind really and i tell you why they are lost they their their eyes have been blinded by satan they have no idea what's going on and the bible says they will be turned over to a reprobate mind like brute animals like they can't reason that is the romans one culture we're living in right now you look around at the blatant immoral and and just wickedly satanic stuff happening in them calling this good so you now know that the craziness doesn't make sense to us who are saved and believers in christ because we have the holy spirit living in us and you know quite frankly uh we are not brute animals and we can reason these people cannot reason and now you see the romans one culture and where these things doesn't make sense to us but to these people they're blindly following like you see the people driving in the car wearing a mask by themselves you know that tells you all you really need to know they're lost they believe the lie, the deception, the delusion. They believe these things. And it's sad. Anyway, the article continues. Conference participants included the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United States, Climate and Clean Air Coalition, Inter-American Institute for Cooperation on Agriculture, the World Bank, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, and the Inter-American Development Bank. 
Folks, did you know that your tax money was paying for all this stuff? <laughs> Me neither. Now we know. The World Bank, under the creation of the post-World War II U.S.-led liberal rules-based order, has been, take, has been talking a lot lately along the U.N. about a coming famine. The World Bank issued a white paper just last week on May 22nd titled Food Security Update, World Bank Response to Rising Food Insecurity. The director of the United Nations World Food Program has also been putting out, starting in September of last year, dire warnings about a coming global famine. Folks, what have I been telling you? For years, I would say now, you better get you some food. You better get you some food. I'm telling you, did you want to go out and buy that new clothes? Well, think about that. How much are those new clothes going to help you during a famine? <laughs> and I can tell you with unequivocal undeniability that this will happen. Do you want to know why? Because the Bible said it would happen. So when the Bible says there's a worldwide famine, pestilence coming your way, guess what? It's going to happen. And it makes you wonder if these people have read their Bible too at the World Economic Forum because they're moving all these parts into places. Folks, they're, they're planning this. They're planning the famine. They're planning all their, they plan the pestilence. They plan the global, you know, COVID-19. They're planning all of these things. So when they're sitting here telling you this stuff is happening, I'm telling you, you need to get some food. You need to use wisdom that God has given you to plan, okay? We don't need to be scared. We don't need to be hoarding down, getting bunkers. We're going to survive the, you know, nuclear, whatever. But I am saying, yeah, you want if you want to do that, do that. Hey, go ahead and do that. But I am telling you, you may want to get you some medication. If you're on heart medication or whatever you, medication that you need, you probably should stock up on that. And not only that, you better get you some food. <laughs> it's only food. Uh, maybe water. Because I tell you what, you can go a lot longer without food than you can without water. And uh, right here we have flooding going on. And so uh, that kind of brings to mind that, hey, if you're on a well system or whatever, these people here locally where I live, they can't use their well system because of the flooding water. And so, of course, you have like septic. So it's just a big old, big old mess. But you need to be ready. You need to figure out how much water that you use on a daily and not just for yourself but for your pets too because you know fido has to drink water <laughs> or in my case scruffy and squirt and murphy they gotta have water so you need to take that into consideration and you need to figure out how much you really need to make and not only that but you could probably go ahead and get a distiller a water distiller there's some really good ones out there i think walmart has one on sale for 56 dollars it's called Vin vinvo or something like that anyway Go check it out. I'm just saying, you know, hey, you might want to think ahead, right? Because if they're telling us what's going to happen, you can guarantee it's going to happen. And I can guarantee it's going to happen because the Bible said it was going to happen. I'm just telling you, it won't. it's not going to hurt you to stock up on some food and to get you some water. Eh, you know, and to make plans for these things. And I was actually on, uh, what was it, Amazon, which I know Amazon's terrible. Oh my gosh, it's so, it's so bad such a bad place it is i know it is but uh, i was looking at some water so they have these little plastic kind of i don't know they're kind of cool looking things um that you can uh, that'll hold water and you can grab some of them if i can pull it up here it's called water storage cube uh premium collapsible water container bag bpa free food grade yada 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 blah 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 um they actually have four of them one two three four i think they're a 1.3 gallon pack 
um, or five liters for you people over on the other side of the world. <laughs> 1.3 gallons, America, five liters for everybody else in the world. Okay, so um, anyway, you can grab four of those for twelve ninety four. So Raleigh, we had these places called windmill, the water windmills, or there's different names for them. But anyway, they take uh, the the water that we have here, the municipal water source. And of course, they use the commercial reverse osmosis, blah, blah, blah. And the, you know, so anyway, uh, 25 cents a gallon. So anyway, I'm thinking, eh, it's not a bad thing to buy several of these, you know, stack them all up, get you some water. But I will give you just another little thing I learned. Um, you, there's tablets that you can buy also. They're called um, water purifying tablets. Guys, you want to grab some of those and put those into your water because that'll help them to last longer because the worst thing you want is some bad water that you've stored, right? Eh, just going to give you that out there. So anyway, this article does continue. It says, so it's curious to me that at every time the globalists are warning about food shortages and famine, their mouthpieces at the World Bank, the UN, and within the administration of the U.S. and its allies, notice China and Russia are nowhere to be found in these preposterous anti-food policies are talking about converting over to a new and unproven form of, quote, sustainable farming that's focused more on reducing methane than it is on producing the highest yields of food. Yes, folks. So modern food production is bad, they tell us, because it produces methane, which supposedly harms the environment. Quote, food systems are responsible for 60% of methane emissions, says uh, Marcelo Mania, CEO of Global Methane Hub. Quote, we congratulate countries wanting to take the lead in food systems uh, methane mitigation and confirm our commitment to support this type of initiative with programs that explore promising methane mitigation technologies and the underpinning research of methane mitigation uh, mechanisms to create new technologies. Unquote. It's all about technologies. Just keep that in mind. So John Kerry is also very excited about taking valuable, productive farmland offline, reducing the size of cattle herds, and turning our food production systems over to the technocrats and globalists, offering vague promises of, quote, new technologies. I like that. New technologies don't make food. <laughs> new technologies doesn't feed my fridge, doesn't, you know, fill my fridge. New technologies is not filling my cabinets or, or feeding my dogs or feeding myself or my family, my neighbors. Nope. Just saying. Anyway, the article continues. According to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the U.S. is busy trying to mitigate methane emissions, not just in America, but worldwide, stating on its website, quote, The United States provides key leadership, funding, and technical expertise for international methane emissions reduction efforts, resulting in more than 1,140 methane mitigation projects uh, grew uh, through GMI as of 2021. See the map here, yeah. You can check there's a lot of, wow, we got a lot of mitigation activity going on in the world. And it's just one example. The Biden administration plans to spend $1.5 million in taxpayer funds on a program aimed at empowering female climate change activists in the patriarchal society of northern Kenya. Documents reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon Show. This is where our money's going, folks. John Kerry said in a statement, quote, Mitigating methane is the fastest way to reduce warming in the short term. Food and agriculture can contribute to a low methane future by improving farmer productivity and resilience. <laughs> yeah. We welcomed agriculture ministers participating in the implementation of the Global Methane Pledge. Folks, this, this is just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo garbage, you know. Mm. 
just a bunch of made up stuff that they're forcing down our throat did you sign up for that no did you want your taxpayers to support some of this crap no do i want 1.5 million dollars to go to some um a patriarchal climate change activist for women in kenya no I'm sure you don't either. Anyway, so the May 17th press release further states that the, quote, the focus of the conference was the deployment of science-based practices, innovation, and technologies in line with sustainable food production. Folks, it's not going to happen. There is no sustainable food production. That there, This is not going to sustain the food. This is not nothing. It's going to kill off people because there will not be enough food. Anyway, the nation signing on to this pledge to transform their farm policies are the United States, Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Burkina Faso, Chile, Czech Republic, Ecuador, Germany, Panama, Peru, and Spain. The government of Spain will organize a second conference in 24 to monitor and advance implementation efforts related to the statement and encourage more countries to join, according to the May 14th press release. Well, yeah, there, there may not be that many left in 2024. <laughs> so in order to save the planet from emissions that come from cow farts, they claim it's necessary to force farmers to change the way they farm. Yes, folks, converting their land and livestock to more innovative methods in science-based practices. These methods will need to be implemented not just on farms, but throughout the food systems. They never come out and say what these innovative changes are, only that they will be based on new technologies and science-based. Well, well, we know what they think of science. <laughs> Get this mRNA vaccine. We know what we're talking about. No, it's good for you. You'll stop the spread. Save grandma. Get the shot because you love your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> How did that turn out? Not very well. Anyway, so we can presume from this language that among the practices being considered are replacing a major portion of the beef and dairy cattle, pork and chicken stocks that populations rely on for protein with insect larvae, mealworms, crickets, etc. The UN, World Economic Forum, and other NGOs have been promoting meatless diets and the consumption of insect proteins for years. And billionaires have invested in massive insect factories being built in the states of, oh, hmm. And then know this being built in the state of Illinois, in Canada, and in the Netherlands, where mealworms, crickets, and other bugs will be processed as additives to be inserted into the food supply, often without clear labels that will inform people of exactly what they are eating. Bill Gates is also partnering with other billionaires to invest in the production of lab-grown meat, a process that involves using cancer cells from cows, chickens, and pigs uh, to quickly grow artificial meat. Ugh. Then that just sound, uh, can't do it, folks. This makes me want to uh, sick. Mm-mm. So farmers will be increasingly forced off their lands, as is already happening in the Netherlands, which is the world's second leading second leading net exporter of food after the United States. All this will add up to a coming famine, the likes of which has never been witnessed by the current generation of people on Earth. It's all by design. Globalists like Dennis Meadows, the author of the 1972 Club of Rome endorsed book, The Limits to Growth, informed us of the globalist plans to drastically depopulate the Earth. His comments in the video below uh, were made in 2017. So, folks, I'm going to see if I can play this and see if you guys can hear this. So, quote, well, we're just going to quote it. So, a quote. We have 1 billion people with freedom or 9 billion slaves. We're at over 7 billion right now. 
So we need to bring that down to one billion. I hope that coaling can be peaceful and slow and equal between rich and poor. Quote, unquote, Dennis Meadows, author of Limits to Growth Club of Rome. Folks, ooh, you can go and watch that at Leo Home and HOHMAN.com if you want to hear it. So I've also reported extensively on the Deagle forecast, which forecasted a nearly 70% reduction in the population of America by 2025. Uh, with similarly drastic uh, population declines for the UK, Germany, Canada, Australia, and other NATO-aligned countries. There is no more efficient way to depopulate than through war, famine, and plagues. Isn't it interesting that all three of these time-tested methods of murder are in play right now? The war on food is very similar to what's going on in the energy sector, where governments are colluding with big business to transform all transportation from gas power to electric power, meaning far fewer people will be able to afford electric cars. And even if they can't afford them, the use of those cars will be much more tightly monitored and controlled due to the need for charging stations that rely on already overtaxed uh, power grids if you can't charge your car up when you want to only when you're allowed to you have no turned uh, you have now turned over your freedom of movement to the regulators of those charging stations in the food industry big agriculture will also collude with the government of the world to produce much less beef chicken and pork replacing that protein with insect and lab-grown fake meat the health effects of which are largely unknown and i can say probably very bad anyway uh this is an article about leo Holman, by the way these changes have already been on full display in the netherlands where the government has generated intense <clears throat> controversy by launching a plan to reduce livestock herds up or by up to 50 percent and reduce the use of nitrogen fertilizers by 30 percent folks mm. Mm goes on to say no matter how much they talk about innovation and new technologies you can't reduce your herds or reduce your use of fertilizer and then claim that your farms will be more productive that's a lie all of their quote innovations will translate directly into less food on tables throughout the world prepare now for famine leo says stocking your pantry up is a short-term easy fix we also need to be thinking long term if you're never if if you've never grown a garden or raised chickens, that's something you might want to think about. And in terms of increasing your skills, maybe you've grown a garden for several years and have some ex experience. And you can share that with a neighbor who has raised chickens <clears throat> but has little or no gardening experience. Networking and cooperating with the people around us will be the key to survival once this global famine intensifies. And he's correct. So it may be that the actual famine never arrives in the wealthiest countries like America. Food may continue to be on the shelves, but I can guarantee that prices will continue to go up substantially on staple items like flour, bread, eggs, meat, and dairy, he says. Pray for the best while preparing for the worst because we know that the globalist plan is to reduce the world population from 7.5 billion down to 1 or 2 billion dennis meadows let the cat out of the bag and he's a globalist insider at the club of rome whose engagement on this topic goes back to the early 1970s and Silvio ends with stay strong Stay peaceful, never comply, never submit to any unconstitutional or unbiblical law. Tyrants only have power over those who agree to be governed by them. Once again, folks, that was an article by Leo Homan. And you know him, you love him. <laughs> he is my favorite. And I tell you what, he writes a mean article, a truthful article, a biblical article. And so I'm going to end with that tonight, guys. Um, you know, as we can see the day is approaching and we see what they're planning, they tell us what they're planning. 
Um, please don't be so naive not to believe what they tell you. Uh, if nothing else, read your Bible. The Bible tells us the days that are coming will be global famines, will be pestilence. There's going to be so much happening. And that's probably leading up to the tribulation. You can kind of see that. And um, we see them planning all of these things. But you know what? I tell you what, I don't fear because I know God is in ultimate control. He is sovereign. And so we, um, you know, we lift up our praises and our thankfulness to him because he has told us what was going to happen before it happens so that we won't be scared, but we will be prepared. And, uh, what a, what a wonderful father God we have. And Lord Jesus Christ, who always stays with us, never leaves us nor forsakes us. So we can always cast our burdens upon him because he cares for us. So that I am going to end with tonight. Guys, I wanted to throw up there. Uh, today was my friend Karina's um, funeral. They had her funeral today. Karina Martinez Mendez. And I would ask that you would please um, keep her family in your prayers. She had six kiddos. Her husband, of course, her brother Sergio. Um, anyway, if you guys would pray for them and pray for her family and her friends. Um, we sure would appreciate that. John 14 um, you know, he's gone to prayer place for us. And if he's gone to prayer place for us, he's going to come again and receive us to himself that where he is there, we may be also to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. And so I know that's a wonderful thing that she is celebrating with Lord Jesus. Boy, she, you know, we're here on earth. You know, we sure do miss our loved ones and our family members who have gone on before us, but we take joy in that because we know that one day we will see them again. Um, so anyway, guys, Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you and Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Anyway, guys, thanks you much so much for listening. And um, I just wanted to thank you guys um, for all the email supports that I get. You know, I sure do appreciate all you guys out there, Art and Michelle and all you guys. I sure do appreciate y'all's support. And, um, and especially the things that you guys find out there you can send me. Um, wherever you guys are at, you know, if there's things going on in your community that's not being on the news, because we're not going to see it in the mainstream media anyway. But if you want to, shoot me an email at heather at BibleProphecyForToday.com. Heather at BibleProphecy, that's the number four, today.com. And I would definitely love to see that. Um, I'm always, always wanting to know what's going on on the other side of the world, because we don't get that information here. And uh, well, you don't get it from our mainstream media. So whatever's going on in your neck of the woods, hey, shoot me an email. Let me know. Um, anyway, um, with that, uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And as we await the great uh, appearing of our great God and Savior, I tell you, you, stand firm, stand bold, keep telling people about the Lord Jesus. Time is short. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, today is the day of salvation. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned and deserve hell. But God sent his Son into this world because he loved us that much. So that Jesus would come the perfect sinless life he is all God all man he died on the cross for your sin and my sin and God raised him three days later from the dead the Bible says that if you believe that in your heart you believe that God raised him and you believe it and you ask him to forgive you of your sins and ask him to save you you will be saved so anyway that guys may God bless each and every one of you and uh, thank you so much for listening